Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, New York Jets Game Plan on Instagram. Welcome back to episode four of the Game Plan Podcast. We have a very special guest for you today. Finally, Justin Freed of Fansighting joins the show to talk about the current events of the Jets, what's going on around the team as they just fired their head coach, the coaching search, potential free agents. All of that stuff, but before we get to that, a little intro here as the Jets, not one week ago, but the New England Patriots to wrap up their 2020 season, a strange one at that, COVID, injuries, just dysfunction in the organization from the head coach down. So here we are, the offseason has officially begun and the Jets started off with a head coaching search that will probably take a couple of weeks to mature. As Joe Douglas said in his press conference, uh, that will be two days ago now, that he's looking for a guy who is a leader, uh, communicative, um, is strong within the organization, can really bring players up, can win, um, has a strong background. Not only um, not only NFL experience, but he also said he's uh, looking into coaching, uh, college coaches, things like that. So that's pretty intriguing to hear. Usually GM press conferences you take with a grain of salt um, every year. I mean, just go back to last year when he said Jamal Adams, he wants Jamal Adams to be a Jet for life. Obviously, that was more Jamal's thing, but same goes for that. So um, the interview is in a little bit. Before we get to that, I will answer two of your questions here that I handpicked. So let's start off with Dylan Nazar 1. Who would you be? Who would be the best coach for the job? So... The head coaching job, obviously. Um, a quick answer here. I'm not going to name a specific name, um, but a leader. Someone who isn't scared to stand up in front of the team when things get tough. Um, can handle adversity really well. Um, and we didn't really get that trait with Adam Gase. Adam Gase was a guy that the rumors swirling that when halftime hit during a game, other coaches talked to the team. They motivated them to go back out there and give it all they got. Gase isn't really that guy. And um, he didn't really have that quality as a leader. So that's what Joe Douglas is, I think, going to be on the prowl for. Um, a leader, strong communicator, a guy that could really stand up in front of the team and motivate them with a strong will, uh, a strong will to win. Next one here from Charles55. Is there a chance the Jags take fields over Lawrence? No. Um, I know many Jets fans probably are uh, dreaming of this scenario, but it's not going to happen. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to play in Florida uh, for the foreseeable future. And then depending on what the Jets do it too, they could take Fields. They could take Wilson. They could take another player, another player. You're just going to have to wait and see. But overall, Fields is not going to Jacksonville uh, at number one. So... Um, with that all said, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. We're going to get to the interview, and then after, I'll answer maybe a few more of your questions and wrap it up. So without further ado, here's the interview. Hello, everybody, and this is going to be our first interview on the Game Plan Podcast. We have Justin Freed of Fansided. Uh, Justin and I work for the Jet Press. Um, he's the site expert. Um, I, I'm a contributor on the website. And we write articles uh, talking about the New York Jets, the current state of the team. And Justin, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you having me, Tyler. Awesome. So we have a few questions to go over here. Um, before we do that, just make sure you follow Justin on Twitter, at Justin T. Freed. Also follow the Jet Press on Twitter uh, for some fantastic articles written by some of the most knowledgeable Jets writers around, uh, including Justin and myself. 
So let's get right into it. Justin, first question here for you is, what is one thing in your mind that the Jets need to do in the offseason to improve dramatically in 2021? So as you are probably well aware, the Jets uh, realistically need to improve pretty much everywhere, offense, defense, everything. Like you look at up and down this roster at the most important positions on the team, there's barely anything there. Uh, so, I mean, you could easily pinpoint one position or two positions, but realistically, they need to improve everywhere. Uh, however, if we're gonna if we're gonna pinpoint one thing and say this is what they definitely need to dramatically improve, it's it's their offensive efficiency. Uh, since Adam Gase took over in 2019, they've been one of the least efficient offensive teams. I think it's I don't have the stat in front of me, but I think it's for about more than half of Adam Gase's tenure with the Jets. The Jets ranked uh, last dead last in offensive efficiency, which is quite incredible. It's honestly that's very impressive. Um, but obviously, you're going to bring in a new head coach this offseason. We'll see who that is. Uh, would it beef up the roster? Hopefully, uh, work on the offensive line. Right now, realistically, you have one long-term piece on the offensive line. Makai Becton looked great in his rookie year. He's the guy to build around. The rest of the line, it's mostly stop gaps. They're going to hopefully improve the interior. I think George Fant will probably return. They can get out of his contract um, with very little dead cap, but he'll probably return. The interior, that needs to be improved. Now, whether that's in, or targeting guys like Joe Tooney, Brandon Scherf, assuming they hit free agency, that would be great. Or you can target it in the draft in the first few rounds. Either way, that needs to be improved. Uh, wide receiver, they have two starters right now, Denzel Mims and Jameson Crowder. I don't think Rashad Perryman returns. Uh, but Mims is obviously the guy you want to build around there. Crowder's still under contract for another year. They'll probably keep him. It would be a surprise if they, they, if they cut him, but they can cut him with zero dead cap so it is a possibility either way get some guys around whoever the quarterback's going to be next year assuming you draft the quarterback uh beef up the offensive line improve the pass catchers maybe get some semblance for running game either way you're improving the offensive efficiency that is the number one concern awesome yeah it's a great answer obviously i agree with uh really everything you said there and yeah offensive efficiency there since case came in in 2019 They've been dead last in almost every offensive major uh, category there. Um, and hopefully they improve with the next coaching hire. And I know Joe Douglas just had his press conference today. Really intriguing stuff from a guy who we all hope can turn this team around roster-wise, leadership-wise, and things of that nature. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so next question here. Um, not really a question, actually more of a summary here so name one if you were name one pending free agent the Jets should prioritize resigning in the offseason so I guess the the positives and negatives of having a, a bad team with a bad roster is you know obviously the negatives aren't that it's a bad team with a bad roster but the positive is that there aren't really many key guys to consider bringing you back uh this offseason really you're looking at realistically one to maybe three or four guys that the Jets will probably look to re-sign. Uh, but at the top of my list, and I assume everyone's list, is definitely safety Marcus May. Marcus May has been, an, I'd say, an above-average starter uh, up until this year where he broke out. I believe he was PFF's fourth overall graded safety uh, of the year, which that's, it's impressive. Uh, you know, it's significantly better than, than Jamal Adams is doing in Seattle. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure Jets fans will be happy about that. They'll care about that. But May, May's been fantastic this year. They started him off playing uh, down in the box, more so in that Jamal Adams strong safety role. He was fine there. He was a, a solid player. Um, but it was really when they moved him back to his, his natural free safety position that he really stood out. He's been one of the best defensive backs uh, in terms of coverage rating, in terms of, of yards allowed this year. 
Uh, that goes for all safeties and cornerbacks. He's been phenomenal, and I'm sure he will – you know, the thing is he's going to look to cash in this offseason because he's already, I believe, 28. Uh, and this is realistically his only shot at, at making, you know, bank and free agency. I don't believe his value is going to be insanely high. I think that the safety market has kind of been uh, diluted a little bit, I guess you can say, in, in recent years. There's just a lot of, I think, decent safeties out there. And Mark Smay, for as talented as he is, he's not one of the, the you know, most high-profile names. But I still think he's going to make decent money. The Jets look to be prioritizing him. I know that's what Joe Douglas said today. You can only – take that with a grain of salt because yeah. what else is he going to say in the press yeah. conference but Marcus May is the guy that I have an eye on other than him uh Brian Poole you know I'd like to bring him back as well there's there's some other options out there at slot corner but Poole's been very good the last couple of years they might look to bring back you know role players like Terrell Basham or maybe even Joe Flacco uh that's an option if not you know Neville Hewitt really is the only uh other starter that could theoretically return like or Jordan Jenkins as well right. Jordan Jenkins and that would do it but we'll see I think that that Marcus May is is clearly the top option the rest are just you know maybe maybe not yeah I think that's another great answer yeah uh, Marcus May definitely a priority this offseason as Joe Douglas said today but yeah always take that with a great assault Jets fans are probably going to compare that answer to the Jamal Adams answer he gave a couple years ago before trading him away but um, it's still intriguing to hear that uh, Marcus May is on Douglas's mind as that answer was asked in the press conference today. One final question here for you before I let you go. Um, which unit in your mind improved the most over the course of this season, this past season? It's, it's an interesting question. So I'll answer it in two ways. Uh, one of them directly answering your question, one of them not answering your question, but I, I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> um, what I guess – First, I'll, I'll answer your question, and I'd say, I'd say the running back position, and not necessarily because of, um, you know, the players themselves necessarily improving, but I think because as the year went on, we got to see more from guys like Ty Johnson and Josh Adams, who both were significantly better than the duo of Frank Gore and Michael P. Ryan. Again, I, I wish I had that numbers in front of me right now, but um, both Gore and P. Ryan ranked well below average in terms of uh, expected yards per carry meaning that the Jets offensive line was actually around average at run blocking this year. They were not a bad run blocking offensive line, but you wouldn't know it by looking at Gore and P. Ryan's numbers. Uh, ever since Johnson and Adams took over, it was significantly higher. I think that Adams and Johnson both uh, had at least 4.5 to like five yards per carry. Meanwhile, Gore and P. Ryan were around like the 3.5, 3.6 range. And it says a lot, and it's not like the offensive line was better later in the year. In fact, they had more injuries then. But Ty Johnson and Josh Adams, I think, both earned their place on the roster next year. And I'd love to see the Jets go into next year with, you know, a, a foursome of Ty Johnson, Josh Adams, Michael Pirine, and some veteran, you know, whether that's a Malcolm Brown or a Marlon Mack, Kenyon Drake. There's options out there, Jamal Williams. Uh, but Johnson and Adams definitely impressed me. Now, I did want to mention, uh, as opposed to, I guess, not fully answering your question, but the, the unit that maybe – most improved from last year, or at least there was a few players on it that, you know, they're most improved. I'd say the defensive line. Uh, of course, Quinn and Williams after, you know, an underwhelming rookie season. A lot of Jets fans were, were quick to write him off. Meanwhile, he's a he was 21 years old, really a one-year starter at Alabama. It was, it was obviously too early to write him off, and he showed that this year because he's now one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. He ranked, I believe, top five in run-stop rate and pass-rush win rate. Yep, yeah, so Quinton Williams has been phenomenal this season. You throw in Foley Fadakasi, who had arguably an even better season than he did last year. I believe 
Now it's two years in a row he's ranked as a, a top 10 defensive lineman uh, by PFF. He's PFF's number one run defender in the entire NFL. Uh, fantastic season from him. And then you get a guy like John Franklin Myers, a waiver wire pickup coming out of nowhere. And he's been really good. That trio right there, you have a really good core at the defensive line. And you know, the defensive line was good last year. Uh, but, you know, you traded away Steve McClendon, who was not as good as he was the, the year before. Um, and you had Quinn Williams break out and, and John Franklin Myers come out of absolutely nowhere. So I, I'd say in terms of year-by-year progression, the defensive line. But if you're going throughout the course of this season, I'd say that the running back group will improve the most. Yeah, again, I mean, a great answer overall. Um, the running back group this season, like you said, yeah, I, I think Jets fans really want to see Ty Johnson and Josh Adams stick around. Not only because of the name, not only because they got out there this season, but because of the production overall. I know Adam Gibbs loved to use Frank Gore in those third down situations, even on first down, second down, just to get him to that 16,000 yard mark. Um, but yeah, I think it's important for Ty Johnson and Josh Adams to have a role on this team moving forward. And I do like the defensive line answer as well. I don't think Douglas has to do much this offseason to improve the defensive efficiency. I think the defense might have overperformed over the last four weeks of the season considering the competition. Um, but I do, I do think the defensive line proved that they could be sustainable over 16 games. And I think uh, Quinn Williams, Terrell Basham, and all those guys that you named proved that. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, I hope you could uh, come on maybe in the future to talk more Jets as this offseason is going to be absolutely wild. But uh, I appreciate Justin, and thank you. Of course. I'm always down to talk some Jets. Just let me know. Awesome. Again, guys, make sure you follow Justin on Justin T. Freed on Twitter. And also follow the Jet Press on Twitter for some fantastic articles written by Justin and myself. Welcome back. I hope you guys really enjoyed the interview. It was really fun having Justin on, and I really hope I can have him on in the future. I, I definitely will. Um, we will have a lot of time this offseason to really talk Jets, and I hope to have him on. Um, but without further ado, let's do some more of your questions. I really hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Really let me know if you did. Um, this podcast has been getting really good support over the past couple of weeks as I've been uh, plugging in episodes on the feed, so... I really appreciate it. Um, let's see if we can get two or three more of your questions in here before I let you go. This is going to be a bit of a longer podcast. I apologize for that. Um, let's see. This next one will be from P. McCaffrey 90. Um, what do we do in the offseason to, to improve the past defense moving forward? Um, a quick answer here, free agency in the draft. Um, pretty obvious. I think Douglas goes low in free agency, though, um, looking towards past defense. I think the Pierre Desir deal uh, last offseason. It may not have worked out, but I think Douglas really tries to build the back end of that defense through the draft. I think he tried to draft a cornerback early on, possibly with that Seattle pick, um, and go low cost on a CB slash safety, possibly in free agency. Let's see. Next one here is from Jay Wiseman DPT. Any chance we trade back with Miami, who does currently hold the third overall pick? I don't think so. Um, they honestly may try to jump the Jets, if that were the case, for QB. Um, I know they have two. They picked two in last year's draft, but he hasn't looked too hot. And there were rumors earlier in the season, I'm pretty sure by Adam Schefter at ESPN, who said the Dolphins could look to move on from Tua. That's why they started him so early in the season. Um, and I think it's important to kind of realize that the Dolphins are in the AFC East. They may still look quarterback. If the Jets trade back only one spot and they lose out on a potential franchise quarterback, think Fields, Wilson, they could be detrimental to this franchise for 15 years. So I think it's important for the Jets to really take that into consideration. Don't think there's any trading back with a division rival, especially Miami, who may look quarterback early on. 
Last one here before I let you go. Martin Werhit at Martin Werhit. What do you think about drafting Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith at number two overall? The Heisman winner who did get announced, uh, I believe, last night. Um, I am kind of against it considering this team has many holes, which one of them is wide receiver, but I think they still look quarterback in that uh, that number two pick. Um, and I just think it's not going to happen. It's pretty unrealistic. I know Quentin Williams came out on Twitter before he deleted the tweet saying uh, he added uh, Devontae Smith and added the New York Jets as well. Um I think he's a great player, generational player at that position at wide receiver. Alabama's a wide receiver factory, so you can just kind of bet next year there's going to be another wide receiver from Alabama so that's going to be considered an early pick here. But um, I think Devontae Smith is great. I think he's going to be great in the NFL. I just don't think he's going to be able to come into this Jets team and really improve this team to multiple wins as they really need it at this point, considering they're coming off a two-win season. Um, they need a quarterback. They need uh, interior offensive line, as you just heard from Justin in that interview not moments ago. Um, they need linebackers, cornerbacks. Wide receivers a need, but I think they're going to address some other needs later in the draft, which could include wide receiver. So that's going to be it with the questions there. I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode of the podcast. Episode 4 should be up in a little bit. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan. I'll plug Justin one more time at Justin T. Freed on Twitter and at Vic Jet Press on Twitter for more amazing articles written by Justin myself. This is Tyler, and I'll see you later.